I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. This episode of Rebel Radio is brought to you by HoneyBook. Man, I love having these guys on the show because I know a lot of our listeners are creatives, entrepreneurs, people building businesses, doing uh, what they love. Maybe you're one of those people. So if you're like a creative freelancer or a small business owner, HoneyBook is a great tool for helping you stay organized uh, really automating a, a lot of your, your back-end business so that you can focus on doing the work that you love, doing great work for, for clients, and automating a lot of the tedious administrative tasks. You can even use HoneyBook to consolidate some of the services you already use, like QuickBooks, Google Suite, MailChimp. There's over 75,000 photographers, designers, event professionals, entrepreneurs, freelancers, uh, people like that using HoneyBook to save thousands of hours a year. Probably more than that. It's your business just better with HoneyBook. Right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off your first year with the promo code REBEL. Payment's flexible, and the promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. So go to HoneyBook.com, use the promo code REBEL to get 50% off your first year. Get paid faster and work smarter with HoneyBook.com promo code REBEL. This is Nathan Bell. You're listening to Rebel Radio. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up? What up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Peanut Butter Wolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh -huh. Rebel Radio is going down. What did you say? Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. What's up, Rebels? Welcome back to Rebel Radio, the weekly show where I bring you the rebels that are shaping youth culture. We find out how they do it, why they do it, and what you can do to get a little piece of the pie for yourself. We're also the only show to bring you new music every week from our friends over at EDM.com. I'm Josh Levine, and my guest this week is Nathan Bell. You might have seen Nathan's work all over the uh, Nike website or in your local Nike stores. Uh, Nathan designed a new collection for Nike running, and uh, it's pretty interesting because um, running is not typically a category where they're incorporating art and, 
and that kind of thing. That's usually more in the lifestyle or basketball. So we get into that a little bit and we talk about Nathan's journey as an artist, entrepreneur. I love this guy's humility. Um, he's, uh, he's just a really interesting cat talking about his art and his process and how um, some of these things are just happening for him and how he's responding to it. It's good stuff coming up on Rebel Radio right after the EDM.com track of the week. That was Dimes with Frontin', the EDM track of the week. If you like that one, get over to EDM.com, check out more new music. And right now, let's get into the interview with Nathan Bell. Well, thanks for doing this, man. I'm, I'm excited to get to know you. It's, um, this is, this, this is like, you know, a lot of my guests are people I know. Mm-hmm. You know, Roger, you know, I've worked with a bunch of times over mm-hmm. the years and like, but it's always fun to just like reach out to people and you know who knows if anyone's gonna get back to you or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I appreciate you doing that. I think I just hit you on Instagram. Yeah, no, it was a it was a welcomed uh, inquiry. Like, uh, I'm a little nervous because I've never done a podcast uh, before. But well, it's I think not I went live. on a friend's radio show like a while back, but that was mostly just to play records, so right? Not really like an interview. But sure. uh, no, well, it's cool. Like, to... don't be nervous. It's gonna be good. <laughs> cool. It's gonna be good. That's cool. So, um, so I just learned about you. Um, it's, it's always funny when like, so I learned about you, I, I think on Nike.com, seeing the new collection yeah. and then, or it might've been Hype Beast, either one, but, um, but, and then I'm like, oh, I never heard of this guy. And then I look <laughs> and you have like this great body of work and you've done a, a ton of shows and, and even now just talking about the agency stuff, like there's, mm-hmm. you, you have, you have all these layers. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I, yeah. I guess I just try and keep it interesting and just kind of go with the flow on these different projects and uh, and uh, yeah, just just ha- trying to have fun in general. But um, so yeah, tell, tell me about how you got started. Um, uh, I know I know so I know that music is a big part of of you and yep. and of your art. Even um, do you remember the first record you ever bought? I th- I think I do, and it's kind of embarrassing actually. Uh, I I mean I was I'm I, I was a CD guy. I mean I had uh-huh. tapes and stuff, but uh, like I want to say, shit. Well, I guess I know. I remember the first CD I bought was off that Offspring first uh-huh. album. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think back tapes before that. I, I was big in the singles. I bought a lot of singles. Yeah, of course. Um, well, especially as a kid, you know, you don't have necessarily album money. Yeah, but yeah. He's got a couple dollars for a single. And my dad whatever. had like his record collection. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot of tapes. I, I stole tapes from my mom too. Uh-huh. And 
Yeah, for some reason I can't remember the first tape I bought, but I'm almost positive Offspring's first album was the first CD, which is kind of embarrassing. But so was that at like, the time it was like in the Midwest, I was just like, oh, this is amazing. Like, sure. I was always into like the the like Southern California scene in general, so uh -huh. like that type of music was like straight out of there. So yeah, yeah. And was that your music? Were like were you a punk rock kid growing up? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I was. I'm. I'm kind of similar how I am now. Like, I'm just all over the place. Like, I was yeah. big into hip hop. Like anything like that, I could get my hands on. Like, I remember definitely having like the Tribe Called Quest Midnight Marauders tape. Like, mm -hmm. played the shit out of that. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, like I said, definitely got into like the pop punk stuff for a while. Then like there was an emo phase. Okay. Like, then I moved to San Diego. My friends, like friends there, listened to like kind of more metal, like yeah. type stuff. So I, I kind of try and take it all in, and, and sure. that's how I am now. Like I'll, I'll DJ sometimes, and it's just like all over the place. Like yeah. might annoy people actually because it's a little bit like a little too eclectic. But I, I don't know. I, I think I just get bored with just listening to one genre. Sure. So yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny you say though because like there's definitely for me, you know, sometimes I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? you know, that I like that record or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I've also found that, like, my tolerance, like, so I'm, like, not a pop guy at all. Like, I dislike yeah. pop music generally. But it's much easier for me to listen to pop from earlier generations. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I, like, I fuck with Madonna's first album. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, Madonna. but not at the time. Yeah. At the time, of, like, that's for girls or it's, like, cheesy, whatever. Yeah. But now it's like, those are great. There's a couple great songs on there, you know? Yeah, and I feel like the older you get to, you kind of, you open, you expand your uh, your your taste a little bit more. Sure. Like I, I definitely, um, um, I'm into a lot of stuff nowadays that like, looking back, I would like think was horrible or not go near it. Um, what's, what's, what's something I mean, like just, just stuff that's more on the like, I mean, not like easy listening, but just like oldies type, uh -huh. like, like uh, like yacht rock type stuff, okay, like yeah, Michael yeah. McDonald and like yeah. Doobie Brothers stuff, and that's good music. Obsessed man, with Neil Young and like the stuff that you would just, you know, it would, it would seem like kind of boring and just right. like stuff your parents would listen to. But as you get older, you like start to like see the the amazingness of like all different types of music. And well, I think it just speaks, and and it's very much the same with art. And I want to talk about that, but it speaks to the, you know, we don't get to enjoy just the sound, right? Meaning that there's all this like cultural baggage that comes mm -hmm. with it, right? Like who's the artist? What's the genre? What late, you know, what, what song did I hear before and after, right? Like yeah, all that stuff yeah. affects how we feel about, about music. No, that's true. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, it's a, the way people experience music nowadays is like completely different. And I, I do think there's a lot lost in the kind of having to dig for music and, yeah listen sure. to like full albums instead of just having singles like kind of thrown at you and um yeah it's it's definitely a lost art so i i definitely still i collect records and, yeah. and try and like experience music that way as much as possible um and obviously like support um artists that i'm into by actually buying this stuff yeah, and not yeah, just sure. like listening to it on spotify right um but yeah, it's 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 much different. Like I can't even relate to my nephew and like how he experiences music. Oh, yeah. Like I I've tried like kind of playing stuff for him and like and uh, and he like for the longest time was just like all about YouTube and like searching uh -huh. stuff on YouTube. And I'm just like I can't relate to like how you're experiencing music. It's really weird to me. Like, um, and there's something to be said about having that like kind of uh, 
experience and tactile feel of like holding actual albums and yeah. looking through the album artwork yeah, and stuff. Totally. I definitely learned a lot about art that way. Like I didn't have like a, you know, parents having artwork on the walls mm -hmm. or art books or anything really. So that was like a way of like taking in um, artwork, even if I wasn't really like consciously like looking into like, oh, what, what artist did this or looking at the liner notes, it was still, that was a way of like experiencing artwork. Sure. Um, how'd you, how'd you get started making art? Um, well, I've been doing design for a long time. I, in high school, you know, I would draw and like do, you know, art projects and stuff. But in high school, I had like a three period long graphic arts uh, oh, class, wow. which was like a game changer for me. Yeah, like, just sure. Just to have that much time and like not being these like boring kind of for sure. you know, GE classes uh, and just be able to kind of mess around and do stuff with your hands. There was screen printing, photography, wow. uh, you know, early graphic design stuff. Um, so that would that kind of like completely flipped the script for me. And once I kind of experienced um, graphic design, it was just like, all right, I'm locked in. I felt fortunate to actually like know what really I wanted to do at that mm -hmm. point. So, so that, that was like you were hooked. Like that was your path. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just making stuff in that class was just like, all right, like this is if this can be a job. Like yeah. I, I had this like clear vision of like this. It's not this loose kind of thing of like, oh, I'm going to be an artist. It was like, oh, I'm going to be. You get to be artistic, and you work. I really liked working with computers and doing yeah. all that and experimenting. So it was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a graphic designer. Like this is, this is how it works. And um, it kind of started from there. And then uh, I ended up moving to California, which I had, I had lived in California when I was younger for four years, and I had family based out here and grew up like visiting out here and um, kind of just knowing in the back of my mind that like. I'm eventually going to move out to the West Coast, just like being hooked on, like we said, about music and stuff, like mm -hmm. just really into the culture and obviously the weather. So um, an opportunity came up like right after high school um, where a friend was, uh, he was in the Navy and he was just getting out and he decided to go to SDSU. And I was like, all right, well, here's my window to like just be his roommate and move out to San Diego. Now I know someone out there. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, I went to a small design school in San Diego and worked for a printing company and then got connected with someone that worked at a skateboard company called mm -hmm. Tomietto mm -hmm. uh, through like a friend that worked with me at the print company. So while, um, while I was in school, I uh, ended up getting a job there, like a low level kind of production artist. And uh, yeah, kind of worked my way up from there, ended up being like an art director at that company for Foundation Skateboards. Mm. And uh, while I was there, it was like very hands-on, and I ended up using like a lot of my like written um, typography in mm -hmm. in the marketing and in the board graphics and stuff. Yeah. So it kind of grew from there, because then at my next job, it was the same thing up at Soltech in Orange County. Mm -hmm. um, same thing where it's like I'm doing graphic design, but then a lot of like hand-done aesthetic worked its way into the into the marketing. Yeah. So then when it came like later on in, um, sorry, I'm like jumping around a lot. Like, <laughs> no, no, this is great. It's like, it's like I'm kind of like starting to remember the, the timeline. Sure, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm at Soltech and then, uh, you know, did, did some stuff in between, worked at a, at a nonprofit for a while and I'm freelancing. And uh, a friend of mine, she owns a gallery uh, over uh, kind of in this area actually called Ceylon Gallery. It's not around anymore, but she ended up being kind of a mentor of mine because she was, 
kind of just seeing stuff I was working on and just kind of kept pushing me in the more fine art direction. Yeah. And uh, and, and, it, and that was probably around 2011. And uh, yeah, that's that's that motivation and that that was what really kind of like pushed me into like kind of exploring that that world a little bit more. So what'd that look like? What what is her mentorship like? What'd she say? Uh. I mean, really just the, the positive motivation of being like, oh, this stuff's really good and like you should do more of stuff like this and mm -hmm. putting me into group shows and like stuff like that, like really, um, I mean, motivation and just like positivity can go a long way. So Absolutely. it just, it really opened my eyes because I'm just like stuck in this like skateboarding and marketing world and, and yeah. you know, just doing stuff for brands and I had never even thought about like doing stuff that would be in a gallery or mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So um yeah, I was really fortunate to like kind of have her um, kind of pushing me along and just being like, no, you, you, you know, this stuff's really good and you, you, uh, you should pursue it. So, and was there like a, was there like a break that, you know, because you're kind of grinding it out as a designer and then it sounds like you meet this woman and, you know, that helps. Was there a show or something? That well, yeah, I guess. I was doing that for a while, just like kind of got more serious about it. I got a studio in Chinatown and was just yeah. like, all right, I'm going to focus more on, on doing this fine art, you know, quote unquote fine artwork. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm just kind of making stuff in group shows here and there, filling it out. And then in 2017, I got my first solo show at Subliminal Projects, um, Shepherd's yeah. Gallery. So that, that was definitely a turning point for me because there sure. was like this really I mean not only is this solo show but it's like super official and like yeah. you know a big fan of Shepherds and like and, and and their gallery so um yeah that was that was huge for me I bet and uh I mean to kind of connect how the did, dots how did it feel the night of oh it was I mean I was a mess but uh, Were you? yeah it was just it's it's so um I mean I'm a very like quiet reserved person so to yeah. be put like on blast like that to be you know the center stage of like your own solo show was like i mean it's exhilarating but it's also just like so, so how's it work so you get you get a call or you get an email from shepherd doesn't call you and no 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 yeah it's not like the president no it wasn't that that easy um it was just kind of like uh we had a friend that started working with the gallery so i was like showing her work and okay. she ended up doing a studio visit and it was just like the timing and kind of like uh pitching them on like I actually like mocked up how stuff would look in their gallery oh, wow. and it was like you know just kind of showed it to them and, and, and pitched them on, on doing a show and, and they thankfully were, were down so yeah, uh, yeah. nice um, but yeah that was that was super fun and to to kind of connect the dots like I had that show and then I don't think it had even opened yet but the the gallery had already started posting kind of like teaser like mm -hmm. stuff and flyers and images of my work and someone at Nike had seen like followed the gallery or something and then reached out to me and was like oh we really like your style of work and wow. um, uh, would you like to do something for this like men's running line so that's what kind of brought up that that collaboration no, that's so great. it was in the works so for you two years had, so. yeah 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 wow um, you say it's two years. With Nike, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, with shoes and and big bigger projects, it, it takes that long. Sure, but I think it got dragged out a little bit longer. But it was all for the best reason because it started off as like kind of a smaller collaboration of just like, oh, we want you to do some T-shirts, and then it was like um, with like little direction, which was it was the best 
like case scenario ever. It's never been that easy where they're just like, yeah, do whatever you want. Like yeah. we just like your style. Like just yeah. go for it. You know, besides it being like this uh, this running theme. So yeah, I threw out like a ton of ideas to them, and they were like, oh, we want to use more than what we asked for, and then it just kind of kept spiraling to like, oh, we want to like do it on some shoes now, and now it's like my name's attached to it. So it just like kept spiraling for the best reason and it's great. dragging out the timeline, but also, yeah. you know, worth the wait because yeah, it ended sure. up being this like really great opportunity. Yeah. So yeah, super, super fortunate that that, that all came together and everyone was really great there and um, cool. couldn't be happier on how it came out. What happens like, so that after that gets launched, mm -hmm. announced, or like, I don't know, you know, but after the world knows that you're now yeah, doing this project with Nike, like, does the phone start ringing? Does it change? <laughs> like, uh, do you go out and buy a Benz? I mean, I get like invited a, to be on podcasts. That's that's yeah, a new thing. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's been really wild. It's been a wild ride. Um, I mean, you're just, I've done like like I did a thing with Vans last year, and I've I've done like some like I've been out there, but you don't. I think I was kind of naive to to understand the level of like. Uh, exposure that like a, Ni a Nike brand has so For I was sure. like injected into this like kind of crazy crazy world of just like um, yeah I'm definitely getting tagged by a lot of people which is really exciting just yeah. like and from all walks of life like obviously runners and um, sure artists and uh, yeah just kids adults like yeah. everyone like uh, um, sneakerheads like ev everyone's like course, all, yeah. all, all in the mix so it's really it's really cool to kind of just uh, get all that feedback and people get fired up about the product and and, and my artwork in general. So yeah. that's been that's been really really cool to see. Do you? Um, I mean, it's it's interesting. I was thinking about this last night. How just you know we obviously Nike is it's one of the biggest brands in the world and and has changed you know athletics for sure. But all of a sudden, I was thinking about how much has changed the art world, right? Like, mm -hmm. we think of, you know, I always think of uh, the history of art and these patrons of the arts, right? The Medici's or, who, you know, whoever mm -hmm. was paying Rembrandt or, mm -hmm. like, that, mm -hmm. right? But Nike really is that in the modern time, right? And the, the you know, the opportunities and, and finance that they've put behind, you know, even just graffiti, right? We think about Futura and Stash mm -hmm. and you know, cartoon and the, like the people that they've given this global stage to. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. No, it's, it's great. I, I mean, they're, they're super supportive artists and in, in the art scene. Um, and one of the things that was, I mean, they got really fired up about, um, the whole running collaboration because that's usually like a very kind of basic, yeah. you know, I don't want to say like, but boring kind of, no, no. I mean, category the, like it's very right. straightforward and clean, and for sure. Um, so to kind of interject this like very loose, uh, lighthearted like art yeah. aspect to it, they they got really fired up on it. So it was like a great, great fit. And I, I was essentially kind of this uh, this guinea pig for like a new program that they're going to be doing there um, to so kind of bring in, out, especially like outside, like p artists that aren't necessarily like athletes or mm -hmm. runners or whatever. It's like bringing in this new perspective to, uh, to uh, Nike and, and running specifically. I mean, I think that's so smart. Like, you know, I, you know, I work with brands. I know you do. And usually, like, the normal way of doing things is like, well, who's an artist that's a runner? Mm -hmm. Right? And they try to, like, shoehorn this, 
thing together. Yeah, and, and that was, I think that was definitely, um, uh, you know, ideally for them, it is is this like artist who, who also is like this big runner too. And that, and that yeah. brings up a funny thing because the whole uh, rollout of the campaign or of the collection, uh, there was sites kind of covering it as me being this like quote unquote elite runner. Oh, is that right? Which was just, it was hilarious. That's hilarious. It, it couldn't are be you, far Are you an elite runner? No, not at all. Like barely, <laughs> I would even call myself a runner. So the fact that like some people were covering it that way, it was just like, it was so funny. It was that's like, funny. I don't know where they're getting this information, but. Uh, but that's like, you I, know. I guess I got to start running a lot more. That's right, <laughs> exactly. Get like photos of you out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how did you, uh, you know, I read a little bit about, you know, you talk about humor and fun, uh, you know, and, and seeing some of the designs, there's like, you know, some of it's kind of funny, mm -hmm. the stuff you're putting on the, on the clothes. Um, what was the approach? How do, you, how do you sit down to like, you know, you get the call from Nike and they're like, we want to do something with you. Well, the approach was... Uh, I mean, I, I started running myself because I, I just wanted to get, you know, as authentic, authentic as an experience as, as possible. Oh, cool. And, and, you know, I had ran, ran a little bit and I'm really into sports. Like I, I play basketball and, and yeah. softball once a week, but it's like just the, the act of running has like never been like my forte. Sure. So once, once the, uh, the project came up, it was like, all right, like let's, I'm going to push myself to actually like run and like experience it and, and the the graphics that came out of it was just like my struggle essentially with with running and yeah. uh and kind of going through that that uh that experience so it's very like uh i feel um super truthful and just like a real talk kind of mm. way of looking at the i'm definitely not sugarcoating it or anything it's just like yeah i really hate this or <laughs> you know this is the last thing I want to be doing, but um, sure. kind of working through that that pain, and you know, eventually I would, I was starting to kind of like see the benefits and and, and starting to enjoy enjoy it. So that's where the, the some of the other more positive stuff came uh -huh. into. But um, yeah, I just I just tried to have fun with it and and just be as uh, honest with with it as possible. And were you worried at all that like, you know. Not, I, I mean, you didn't, I didn't see anything that was really negative about running, mm -hmm. but like, but you know, run, running's a struggle. It hurts. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't. You know, there's moments that feel good. There's moments that don't. Mm -hmm. All of that, right? And so, were you worried at all that like Nike wasn't gonna, you know, was only gonna want the rah rah? Like, no, I think they actually they they uh, really latched on to the stuff that was yeah. more like raw, like that. Yeah. And there was and there's some stuff that they used that I actually didn't think would would fly that there's like one that just says I can't feel my legs like <laughs> I, I I didn't think they would they would go for that and sure. there was obviously some that didn't make it because yeah. there was uh you know some sort of music reference or something oh and there's yeah just so many legal issues that you mm -hmm. have to go through but the stuff that actually made it through some of it was actually kind of surprising that it made the cut but uh that's cool yeah like I was saying with like I think they really like this new fresh take on like someone that isn't this like elite hardcore runner sure uh, and how they how they feel about it so um and just something new and fun for the category in general so it, it actually it worked out really well definitely um yeah it's interesting i mean most of the you know most of the fun is like either in basketball basketball or lifestyle or, lifestyle. or yeah right. skateboarding yeah. like that sort of thing um, so i used to be a runner i'm not oh, like, okay 
but yeah, you're not well, elite, but <laughs> no, I'm definitely not elite, but I, I don't even run at all anymore. But, uh, but like I psycho and I play tennis. Oh, nice. And like both of those, like, yeah, I like tennis. I haven't the, played in a while, but the uh, gear tennis has gotten a little better. Yeah. But not really. Well, it's probably you know. gone downhill since the Agassi days. Well, yeah. Although that, <laughs> that's like more, you know, you, I don't know. I didn't play tennis back then, but like it was a lot of neon. Yeah, and yeah. Like day glow, whatever. Yeah. But you know, the, some of the Federer stuff is cool. Yeah. Um, but it's still very like out of touch with where style is at. Yeah. In general, you know, uh, they just Nike just came out with like a Federer Kyrie uh, mashup nice. sneaker, which is dope. Yeah. But like most of it's pretty ugly. Yeah. And uh, of you know all the, and Nike's the only one that's making stuff that's not horrible. Um, yeah, maybe I'll have to do a tennis line next. But, you know, so it's, <laughs> it's good to see when, like, that starts to expand. Yeah, just kind of experiment with it more, give it some more personality. And, I mean, people are always going to want to just wear the, like, basic stuff. But, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's but fun to like, shake it up. And well, just and there's, there's generations. So my buddy Adam Weissman, I don't know if you know Adam, but he's been so. on the show a couple of times, and he's a he's a – he just left Stussy. He was a designer there oh, for cool. like 20 years. Nice. So he's a big tennis player. Okay. And he plays in the Agassiz. Oh, nice. Right? That, yeah, are, that are like not nearly as good performance-wise yeah. as the Federers, right? Just because they're 30 years old. Yeah. But, you know, style-wise, they're way better. Yeah. So, like, you suffer. No, I have that problem, too. I prefer, like, a lot of the older style stuff. But then you, like, put it on, and you're like, I don't remember being this, sure. like, harsh on your feet compared yeah, to yeah, the, new, totally. the new technology. Totally. Yeah, I'm definitely wearing the running shoes all the time now. Cause oh, it's, man, like, it's it, so comfortable. The comfort is amazing. It's crazy. Can't go back. Like, those React ones, they're, like, yeah. the lightest shoe I've ever owned. Are they? Yeah, they're incredible. I haven't, I haven't put those on yet, but, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm actually doing a run this weekend, too. Oh, but, really? Yeah. So now you're a runner. Well, I'm 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 trying. I'm trying. It's it's really short too. It's only like a two mile one. Uh -huh. Like, but for me, it's gonna be. I'm gonna be dragging myself through the whole thing. That's cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, That's a friend good. of mine started this thing called Silver Lake Track Club. So. Uh, oh, cool. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go check it out. We'll see how it goes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, there's no one filming me or something. Call me out on the internet. <laughs> like this guy is not elite whatsoever. <laughs> you gotta like he's, hide behind somebody. Yeah, he's like, crawling around. That's yeah, hilarious. Wear a disguise, maybe. <laughs> so now, like, uh, how do you decide? And I don't know how much you've been faced with this, but um, how do you decide what projects to take on and what to say no to? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of just a case by case thing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, obviously, the more uh, freedom I have, the better, um, you know, similar to this Nike one where because yeah. um, obviously I'm not going to do anything that that seems forced or weird. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know, just something that's like somewhat of an elevation to what I've already done, either be like a new type of product or a new like last year I did like my first big mural for the first time oh, out of cool. Detroit. So nice. You know, something like that where it's like I've never done something on that big of a scale. Yeah. Um I saw you did a wine. Oh yeah, I did brand? like a while back a little yeah. like wine can collaboration. Uh yeah, just something that's new and fresh and like either uh expanding on like a new um 
a new skill set, like making a mural or something that's just like a type of uh, brand or product that I've never worked with before. Have you had stuff, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to ask you who it is, but like that's felt too forced that you said no to? Um, hmm. I mean, nothing really comes to mind. Okay. I'm sure there's been. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. I mean, I, I definitely don't take on everything, but there's right. no, there hasn't been anything that comes to mind that was just like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. Right. Um, yeah. And is there stuff like, so I know you have an agency, mm -hmm. um, is there stuff that you'll do as, as an agency, but you won't put your name to, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they don't ask you to put your name on everything or maybe they do. No, no, no. It's usually pretty separate. Right. Um, there was a little bit of crossover with the van stuff, but, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, usually I try and keep them pretty separate. Yeah. Um, as me, the artist, and then our, our agency work. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, sometimes there's some crossover. Yeah, for sure. And and you know, obviously, at any any time we do stuff with the agency, that's kind of hand drawn or it's, or right. you know my style. You, you'll see the you'll see the connection there. If you're digging this one, uh, let's stay on the art and design tip. Go back in the Rebel Radio archives. Check out my interview from a couple years ago with Eddie Cruz, the founder of Undefeated. He was on with my man Adam Weissman from Stussy, and um, we talked about kind of history of streetwear and, and where it's all come from and where it's going. That was a fun one, uh, but of course, let's finish up here with Nathan Bell. So how, do, how does, let's talk about the style a little bit, because you, um, you know, you use a lot of words. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I just had Defer on, okay. um, and Retina, who yeah. both, like... Yeah, I listened to the Retina one. Yeah, he's, he's wild, man. <laughs> um, but, like, those guys, uh, are more, like, the letters mm -hmm. are the art more so than the words themselves, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I just read this book, um, a Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain. Hmm. That's that supposed out. to teach people who can't draw oh, okay. how to draw. I mean, I can't really draw, so I should read that. It's a great book, um, and it's got all these exercises and stuff okay. you're supposed to do that I'm struggling through. But um, <laughs> but it makes this argument that that I had never thought of, which is that writing is drawing. Okay, I would, right? like, I'd agree with that. It was like you're drawing letters. Yeah. You just don't think of it that way because yeah. you're thinking about the meaning of the words. Yeah. But it's drawing, right? No, I definitely... 100 percent okay well yeah that. looking at your art yeah. i was like well yeah because even if it like looks like something i drew in two seconds or it's like you know very loose and gestural i definitely thought about like the medium and like the size sure. and, and how i did certain letters and how there's space like because the the kind of the fine art side of my work and the text-based stuff is almost like i'm competing with the design side of my brain mm -hmm. like it's it's kind of trying to to tap into it and use it uh, effectively but also kind of shut it off at the same time where I'm like not trying to overthink it and like work really quickly and because wow. it's the opposite from the design world where I'm like like going over revisions and revisions sure. and working with a client and having their input and like yeah it's it's a it's a lot different way of working with but with that's that's why with the um the fine art stuff I'm just kind of trying to work as quickly as I can think and and mm -hmm. uh and that, you know, use a lot of different mediums and, and, uh, and, uh, but yeah, there's that relation with what I was saying about 
working in like an office job and still using my writing and in, in, in a marketing sense, but then bringing that, that's why it was so natural for the fine art side to kind of still mm -hmm. bring that over and use the written word and use typography and, and um, in the fine art work. So interesting. Um, yeah, it's been kind of a weird uh, transition. Like, uh, it, it's one that like I didn't. It wasn't a conscious thing of like uh, of this plan of like how it was all going to work out. But now looking back, it's like, oh, that that makes sense. Like, why my work looks this way and, mm -hmm. and where it started. And um, yeah, it's kind of a, a cool uh, a cool uh, timeline that it ended up working out that way. So, how conscious are you of like? your style changing yeah that that's definitely something i uh i think about because i i i really um i'm jealous of people that are are very kind of set in a certain style mm. and and have this certain look but i also knowing myself i get really bored with uh with doing something too repetitive and mm -hmm. too kind of stuck in this like regimented uh, look and feel. So I guess for me, I'm just trying to find that balance of like, if you see it, you'll know that it's something I did, but right. it's not necessarily in this like very kind of specific um, look. I, don't, I mean, and, and it's hard to explain. Like, um, plus for me, it's like, I almost have this kind of ADD way of making work where it's like- How do you mean? Just like, oh, I've used this pen for like, you know, a couple hours. Like, I'm, I want to move on to like another material. Like, yeah. now I want to start painting or now I want to like use some ink. So that's what you see in a lot of my work. It's like all over the place. And mm. that's just kind of the way I'm like working through through the process. And uh, yeah, I guess luckily when you see it all together, like with the Nike collection, it's like it all makes sense when you see um, um, the full collection. But uh, I guess I'm just trying to bring that into the paintings too, where it's like, it may be all over the place, but it still has this like distinct style. Um, yeah, it's funny. I mean, looking at the, the Nike collection, like that doesn't seem like it's all over the place. I yeah. Mean, I, I guess at some point it's curated and like yeah, yeah. they decide what to use and whatever, and it all fits together. Yeah. But it's funny. Who was the who was James? Who was that artist? Was it Revoke? When we went to Rogers. There was one artist that he was showing, I forget who it was, and he was saying, like, this new collection wasn't selling mm -hmm. because it was so different from what he was known for. Yeah. And Roger was like, you know, in two years, this is going to sell out. Yeah. And people are going to want this. Yeah. And then he'll move on to something else, right? And so I think there's always that that distance between the artist and the, and the fan or the viewer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause I, I, for that show in 2017, that, that solo show, I've like, I've been trying to move away from it, but because of that collection and because of just like people responding to it, like later, I'm, I'm like tied to it, even right. though I'm personally sure. wanting to move on from like maybe doing that type of work and, and that, uh, but I, I I keep kind of getting pulled back to it, so right. it's like, yeah, how do you how do you kind of push ahead and like keep uh, expanding on the on the practice, but at the For same sure. time appeasing like people that are into into a certain like body of work. 
yeah, I mean, you know, imagine if Retina is like, I don't, I don't want that alphabet anymore, right? Yeah. Like, well, people still want to buy it. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it comes down to, like, if you're, are you trying to just sell work or just do stuff for yourself or. Sure. Like, I mean, if you're lucky, you're in a position where you don't have to worry about money and then you can kind of just do whatever you want. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> What's that like? In a perfect world. Um, but, yeah, just, just trying to, like, be true to like a certain style, but at the same time, kind of keep pushing myself. I also do like sculptures with like found objects and stuff oh, wow. too, and um, and yeah, just trying. I'm I'm taking like a ceramics class now, so nice. I'm kind of looking at like playing with that 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 type of medium. So yeah, just trying new things and kind of keep pushing myself. And so you mentioned you have you have an agency with your wife. Yeah. Um, so give us some. I'm I'm always fascinated with partnerships and. You know how how people manage to work together successfully and and all that. So, give us some uh, some tips to to partnering with your wife. I mean, I think every relationship is different, and there's different personalities. But uh, for us, it just works so well because we we have essentially kind of have work from two different sides of the brain and have yeah. different um, skill sets. Where I'm on this kind of creative art side, and then even though she's, you know, super creative and artistic in her own way, but she comes from more of like a business-minded producer mm -hmm. side of the brain. So we, you know, meet perfectly in the middle of like, we help each other, like yeah. help me help you type uh, uh, situation. So yeah, it's been great. We've been, we've been working on projects together for, for a long time. And then, uh, yeah, more recently teamed up to like have our own official like little agency together nice yeah and so are you deliberate about <clears throat> kind of what stays at home versus what stays in the office or does that just happen well our home is our office right so it's well, kind of sure. so it's that. all there yeah. yeah uh which gets a little uh tricky at times yeah um, especially like the more employees like sure, we have, more people coming in and um but yeah i mean we're kind of just like working through it as it comes but I think we had enough time together to like work uh, uh, kind of on our work relationship that now we're, we're, to, we're to a point where it's like it's more casual and like mm -hmm. um, just kind of seems like second nature I mean we, we definitely butt heads on things but um, like I said we we, we kind of um, we have a good balance and uh, complement each other super well, so it, it ends up being like a really, a really great um, situation. Nice. Yeah. So, what's the goal? What's the next uh, challenge you're trying to tackle? Uh, well, I have this uh, group show I'm in in October. Yeah. So I'm working towards uh, just kind of getting a new body of work ready for that. What can you tell us? What the show is? Yeah, it's it's called One Another. It's at uh, a little museum spot in San Pedro called Angel's Gate. Uh -huh. uh, so yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just making a work for for that show. Uh, there's a couple other projects kind of up in the air, but I don't want to like mention them no, <laughs> in no, case they don't happen. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, that happens like don't way too often, where it's like. I'll get so excited about something, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm doing this, this, and then something like falls through, and I'm just like, damn, I sound like I just like make shit up, or like. Well, I mean, I will say that's too flaky, the... like it's just, there's too many uh, variables for stuff to, not to happen, but yeah, definitely got a bunch of projects going on, that group show is a big focus, and 
and uh, yeah, just like experimenting with with uh, with new new types of work. I mean, it's interesting, like the you know you talk about the the art versus design, right? And yeah. I think you know, so I, you know, I've had an agency for twenty years, and there's a lot of hard things about it. One of the hardest is mm. that you have to fully immerse yourself in a pitch, mm -hmm. right? Meaning, in order, you know, in in the process of getting the business, and it doesn't matter if you're if you're in a true competitive pitch or yeah, not, yeah. right? But in the process of getting a business, you you really become immersed in in the client's yeah business and their challenges and all that, right? Mm -hmm. And you and you get emotionally invested in that, and then sometimes it doesn't happen. Yeah, a lot of times it doesn't happen for a whole bunch of different reasons. Yeah, and that balance of like uh, you know, how to protect yourself from too much time, too much emotional investment, mm -hmm. too much talking about it out, you know, out to the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, not, you know, I have a, a huge distaste for like, um, you know, what's the word? Like allowing myself to think something's going to happen if it isn't. Yeah. Right. And I don't like other people that do that. And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, but that's, that's, a, I think, a big challenge. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, it's not like selling a can of paint where it's like it's on the shelf. People either bought it or they didn't. Like you have to really go into it with somebody. Yeah, we're trying to get better about the whole like pitch thing. We've been fortunate enough to kind of just get jobs from word of mouth mm -hmm. or just people like jumping around to different companies and yeah. stuff. So that's been great. But that's how it to... that's how it should be. Yeah. And I, w I would say, I mean, we we do everything we can to avoid pitching. Yeah. But even then, right, even then, someone's like, okay, we want to do a thing at South by Southwest. Mm -hmm. Well, we still have to put, you know, even if they're like, we want you to do it, we're not going to talk to anybody else, mm -hmm. the job is yours, you still got to put 20 hours into yeah. like, figuring out where it's going to be and what everything's going to cost and yep. all of that. And then sometimes they go, oh, actually, you know, our budget just got moved to next quarter, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do something else, right, oh, yeah. whatever. You know, I mean, that stuff happens. Yeah, I can definitely you know, relate constantly. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough. But uh yeah, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't uh give it up for like going back to like working a nine to five, like and commuting uh, for sure. forever and oh man you know, just having the, the life sucked out of you. So yeah, it's it's definitely tough. It's a struggle and like can be definitely day to day and hit or miss, but yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a fun it's a fun gig. For sure. Um what do you, so I know music is a big inspiration. Is it still? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It, I mean, you see it in my work. Like, yeah. there's so many music references in my work. But, uh, and just the whole, um, you know, studio practice of, like, just constantly having music on. Like, I can't work without, right. like, some sort of, like, soundtrack to kind of get, get me in the, get me working and get, get me in the right mon mindset. So, yeah, it's, it's a huge part of it. So are you, how conscious are you about like getting inspired meaning does it does it just sort of happen naturally or do you look for certain types of inspiration I mean I kind of find the more you force it the the like less successful you become mm -hmm. in finding inspiration and the, I think there is something to be said for being like kind of overly inspired by things and like looking at too much work and yeah it's tricky it's like like I've I've read about some like artists I really like and 
and one in particular, uh, he's said that like he doesn't go to shows, he doesn't like look at other people's stuff because it's just right. you yeah. you don't want to for sure be overly inspired. You don't want to like consciously steal from someone or, or have it change your like trajectory. So I I don't fully like. I mean I I just I, I enjoy going to shows too much and like just supporting other artists and yeah. friends and um and that sort of thing. So I don't I don't totally go down that path but I, I definitely try and be conscious of that of just like getting little bits of of inspiration here and there and just kind of see uh, people's techniques and stuff and mm -hmm. but it's tough especially nowadays with like everything being so out there and in your face and like easy to find and um, so do, do you have like a ritual when you when you sit down to you know to work I'm pretty sporadic it's yeah. it's not this like kind of con uh, conscious like uh like set schedule it's it's really just like i feel like i'll, I'll work yeah just in like kind of in different bursts really it's just not like every day I'll, I'll think i'll i mean it's constant in the sense like i'm always like kind of trying to be conscious of like my surroundings and like mm -hmm. picking up ideas and like always writing notes on my phone and like in in little like notepads and stuff yeah and uh just like sketching out stuff but there, that process like is always going on in like very um consistent but then as far as like actually making the work it's like it kind of takes a lot of time to kind of get up to that and then i'll just be like all right now i'm gonna like take these ideas i've been collecting and mm -hmm. like kind of edit it down and pick out what i really want to focus on and um then just start making making work uh from there but yeah it's a little all over the place yeah yeah this is kind of but as I was saying earlier, I'm trying to kind of get more in a, a little bit more of a schedule and uh, focus a little bit more. <laughs> Try well, and be as productive as possible and course. use my time as much as possible. Like, of in course. A, in a but I'm sure it's hard. Like, you, you know, you, you have client projects, you have, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's tricky. It's, it's oh, really tough to uh, work. to kind of um, prioritize and, and uh, be as productive as possible. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll ever figure it out, but trying to get good flow. Yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite uh, piece that, that you've collected? That I've collected? Ooh, damn, that's a good question. A lot of a lot of artwork from friends and stuff. I'm I sure. I feel bad like calling anyone out specifically. You don't have to. Um, damn. I mean, we have a giant painting at our house slash office that our friend Jeremy Shockley, a local artist, gave to us. It's like this massive ghost painting. Oh, cool. So that that's a cool one. Like, um, yeah, he's a good friend and super talented. And yeah. it's like so huge too. So it's like nice. this really like eye-catching. Like We I'm, love big art. There's yeah, something Yeah, we have like kind of a warehouse space. So it's like we oh, have yeah, the walls cool. for it. And it, yeah. was, it was cool to like get this like giant painting up there. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's definitely a favorite in our in our collection. We do too. We live in a, in a kind of a warehouse loft, okay. and uh, and so yeah, we have huge walls. I don't have anything that big, but I have I have eight shepherd prints. Oh, cool! That he gave me, and nice. and uh, and like so I put them all up on one wall. That's kind of like yeah, yeah, the sort of centerpiece. Cool. Yeah, we got a lot of a lot of artwork. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we have like a salon wall and then... Do you hang your own art or no? I do. I, I kind of have mixed feelings about it, but 
my wife like really wants likes putting stuff up and I, I just kind of well, learned, she didn't, learned to accept for, it for her like I'm sure it's a different yeah she has a different relationship to it but. yeah yeah and I, I like I was in a group show a while back that was like she had said you know I, we're we're buying this piece like for, uh -huh. from the show like we're not letting someone else get oh it. like your own piece yeah oh, no yeah way. yeah so that's awesome but it, I mean it's cool that she's that that supportive yeah. and feels that strongly about about the work totally um, but yeah for me it's like you know it's kind of like wearing even with like shoes from my collection or stuff from the collection it's like you kind of feel like you're in a band like wearing your yeah. own band t-shirt or something yeah but i'm trying to get better about like yeah explain displaying my own work and wearing stuff that uh, that i've worked on and i don't know it's kind of like a badge of pride i guess but i, I just don't want it to be like kind of cheesy or anything no i get it but it, i mean that's the that's the dilemma right is like uh, but you know, rappers wear their own mm -hmm. their own gear, right? Yeah. And if they don't, no one buys it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same with you know we talk about basketball, right? Yeah. Like, uh, if those guys aren't wearing, oh the yeah, shoes, they have to wear their shoes. Well, they have to wear them on the court, right? Yeah. But but yeah, yeah, yeah. But even now, like out and around, right? You, you know, if people don't see them supporting their own shit, then they're yeah. not going to either. So no, I get it. That's a, that's part of the challenge. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I got to get to a lightning round before I let you go. Okay. Um, what's your favorite city to travel to? Ooh. Um, let's see. This isn't very lightning, is it? That's okay. Well, James lightnings it up. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm just going to say Detroit because I get to visit family. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or uh, if I'm going to go more international, I guess I'll say uh, Sayulita, Mexico. Oh, cool. Yeah. I haven't been, but I keep hearing. Went there for a honeymoon, things. yeah. Really? Yeah. It's like nice. a quick trip, like yeah. amazing food. Like, yeah. Is So I keep hearing, you know, uh, about the art scene in Detroit. Mm -hmm. Is that, are you following? Yeah. Yeah. There? Following as much as possible. And I definitely got to be more involved when I did that mural out there. Yeah. It was part of the Murals in the Market, this mm -hmm. uh, event they do every year. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, it's popping off. Yeah, it's really cool to see. They nice. got a really cool scene there. For sure. Um, yeah, I'd love to do more out there, show more work out there. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and we're trying to support as many artists from there. Yeah. yeah. Who's your favorite DJ? <laughs> uh, favorite DJ? Uh, my friend Waldo. Okay. Yeah. What's he play? Uh, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of my DJ mentor. Yeah, like anytime, like, I... I get gigs and stuff. It's usually through him. Nice. Yeah. What's the last great book you read? Uh, last great book I read. Um, uh, David Sedaris. Uh, what's it called? Engulfed in Flames. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, I love his stuff. It's. Yeah. We were just talking about him last night, actually. Like yeah. I, I like those kind of books where it's not this like, start to finish story. It's yeah. kind of just like. It's all over really funny ramblings and short stories and stuff. So that's I remember the first. It might have been that one or it was the first book of his I read. And I, mm -hmm. someone just told me about it. I didn't. I had no idea who he was or yeah. anything. And I was like, this is. It took me like halfway through the book to get yeah. it. I love his sense of humor. Yeah, it's really. Randomly, funny. Amy Sedaris's brother too. Yeah, it's a that's crazy, how, that's crazy what, family. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, what movie have you seen the most in your life? Oh man, maybe Big Lebowski. Oh yeah. 
That's got to be up there. I watch that a lot, and it never gets old. No. Yeah, that's the one that comes to me first. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's uh, that's the movie I wish I'd watched the most. Yeah, (laughs) because it's it's totally worth it. Tell me one decision that changed your life forever. I mean, I guess to move to California. Mm. Yeah. Complete the sentence for yourself. I don't have talent. I have blank. Uh, <laughs> don't have talent. I have, uh, shit. Um, intuition. That's good. That's a first. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good answer. This is a very slow lightning round. Sorry. <laughs> They're usually like that. We just call it a lightning round because we couldn't think of a better yeah, yeah. Um And we have... Do we have a lightning round uh, theme song? Is there? We need like lightning. Yeah, yeah. You know, lasers. Sound effects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we slow it down. Um, yeah, we pitch this down. <laughs> what? Oh, so if I worked for you, what's something I would hear you say over and over? Uh, turn the music up. <laughs> cool. Who would you be most excited to learn appreciates your work? Oh, man. Larry David. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I went, I, I went a, a whole different route on that one. That's a good one. Yeah. I could see, I mean, uh, well, first of all, he wears sneakers. Yeah, yeah. So you could, you could probably send him some sneakers. I know, I should, I should give um, him some. And I could see the, like, him getting some of the humor. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That was a great answer. <laughs> Thanks for doing this, man. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. How does everybody find you online? Uh, at Nathan Bell on uh, Instagram and Nathan-Bell.com. Cool. Well, we'll be watching for the show and the new projects. And Thanks, man. All yeah. that stuff. Appreciate it. Right on. Thanks for having me. And that was Nathan Bell on Rebel Radio. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Uh, make sure you leave us a review, a comment, what have you, on iTunes, Spotify, Twitter, Facebook, anywhere you like, pretty much. You can hit us on Snapchat. We don't have a channel, but just make up your own. Uh, at Rebel Radio Net is where you find us on most social media. And most importantly, come back next week for more Rebel Radio. Peace.